Yo, intellectually petty radio on your stereo. Don't compare us to anything. This is a different scenario. We break records while we pushing the culture forward. Great music and big vibes right in that order. Talent gets you here, but your story make you stand out. Rooted from the source, so it's knowledge that we pass out. Gotta turn your dial to 108.1. Bumping nerd DJs while I ride in the sun. Jobs gon' speak the real like you suppose. DJ Shiny Shine always keep Mondays on the road. Various topics get discussed more frequently. We keep an open mind, you can learn something easily. Make sure you tune in and stay up to date. And submit your music. And you are not tuned in to another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. And y'all already know, man, I only do legends, and tonight is no exception. We got the God Himself, Lenny Cook, in the building. Let's take it, let's take it back. For those people that don't know your story. And I know you've told it a million times, man. Um, but let me ask you this: when was the first time you realized I'm that guy playing basketball. When I realized that was 2001 when I got MVP of Rucker Park. Really? For sure. How, how, okay, and I know that being, being from, you from New York, right? I was born in Atlantic City and then I moved to New York. Okay. And Rucker Park is like the like it doesn't get any better than Rucker Park. What was Say that again. It doesn't get any bigger than Rucker Park and Madison Square Garden. Nah, for sure. Like Rucker Park was my NBA. I feel you on that. Um, who did you watch at Rucker Park before I mean, you played? Me coming up, man, it was guys like Ali Moe, God bless his soul, Escalade, God bless his soul, uh future. Uh, skip to my Lou, whole lot of game. Uh, Charles Jones, Lamont Jones. That list goes on forever. You hear me? Man, man, and I used to watch the An One mixtapes. Oh my God! So you you preaching to the choir right now? So you get invited to the game, and how much did you score? My first game. My first game. Uh, I got introduced to Rucker. Through a whole lot of game, which is my bro, you know what I mean, Adrian Walton. And he my first game I was nervous. Mm-hmm. And he just kept telling me, bro, just go out there and play basketball. And I finished with like nineteen my first game ever in Rucker. Did you shit on anybody? I did my thing, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where's the foot? Do they got footage of that? Yeah, everything's on YouTube. You can get it on YouTube. The Golden Era, a whole lot of game got the Golden Era. All of our classic games, classic moments. Uh, God bless his soul. The GOAT, he up there. Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean? It, it's it's a lot of footage up there. That's what's up, man. And you, you have had one hell of a journey, unlike most people in basketball. For sure. Um, I watched the documentary. And 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 let me just just recap for for for. At what point were you named the number one uh, player in basketball for high school? Two thousand, two thousand one, going into two thousand and two. How do you find that out? Who tells you that? 
Uh, I mean, it, it, you know, you got basketball gurus, you know what I mean? God bless his soul, Tom Konchowski. Um, he was like a basketball guru, high school basketball guru. If he said something that he solidified your name, it was snapped. Okay. And were you still living with your with, with your mom at the time, or had you moved out to, uh, I can't remember uh, the white lady's name. To Old Japan with uh, Debbie. Yeah. Um, my family had moved back to Virginia. And then uh, I ended up moving to Old Japan with Debbie and one of my teammates, which was her son. Mm -hmm. And for the documentary, that seemed to be working out pretty well for you. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it, it was a great experience. You know what I'm saying? It was different. Um, it gave me an opportunity to motherfucking give myself a platform with basketball. You know what I mean? And Debbie is greatly appreciated in my life for taking me in for that. You still rock with her? For sure. That's what's up, man. Um, when you look back and like, I watched the documentary, I watched interviews, I try to do my research a little bit. Um, and what struck me with the documentary was, I didn't hear anybody tell you no. They couldn't. They couldn't tell me no. I didn't, hear, I, I didn't even see anybody try. They couldn't. Because at the time, like, it was a given. It was destined for me to be that next great superstar, you know what I mean? But my ego, my attitude, my character, all of that set me back, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because me coming from Alang City, Pleasantville, New Jersey, to New York, and making a name for myself, my ego was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because I never expected any of those things. And then it turned into a point where you expected everything. When I expected everything. And when I say that, I say that to say, basically, whatever I wanted, I was going to go get it regardless. Did you, did you ever feel any, at the time, going through it, any doubt? No, I never had no doubt, because I don't have doubt within myself. To this day? Still to this day. Now, do I have do I have regrets? No, I don't have any regrets, and I don't want anyone that's living still to this day to have a regret on what they've done. Would you do things differently? Of course, I would, but regrets, I have none. Okay, and I can understand that because without without what you've done, you wouldn't be who you are. For sure. So yeah, I I can agree with you on the regrets aspect and and maybe doing some things differently. What 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 stands out to you that you would do differently? The most important thing is I'd have went to college. Um, I'd have went to prep school for a year and then I would have went to college for a year. St. John's. Correct. Definitely where I was going because I never wanted to leave New York City. You would have been. Uh, God, I, when, when was the first time you watched the documentary? It took me a long time to watch it. Like even when it premiered, I walked out on it. My mom, my family, all my friends. Oh damn, we got a blackout. I'm not sure what happened. It went mute. You muted yourself, bruh. Your mic ain't connected. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, there you go. You're good now. Now you say you walked out on your on your documentary. Yeah, I mean because it's a lot of things that's missing in there that I, that 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 takes place in my life that I believe that should have been in there. Um, those guys that did the documentary, they screwed me over. Um, they told me I was gonna be there to edit and and all of those things that goes on into putting a documentary together, and they they lied to me. Um, so a lot of things that was in that documentary that it was missing a lot of pieces. Like it don't even show nothing about me being from a Lang city, being from Pleasantville. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. those things is key factors in my life. You know what I mean? Um, my car accident wasn't in my uh, documentary. Uh, it was, it's, it's just, it's, it's just a lot of things that took place that, that should have been in that documentary. So, so talk to me about the car accident. When did that happen? This was in 2004. Um, after my first game in the ABA, I was playing with Long Beach Jam, and we won the game. Tiny Archibald was our coach at the time, and we went to a team dinner, and one of my teammates, we ended up uh, crashing his car after the team dinner. And so what happened to you physically? Yeah, I, they wanted to amputate my leg. I was in a wheelchair for like two, two and a half years. Um, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a tragedy. Wow. Yeah. And what was the rationale on skipping that? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I mean, like I said, those guys screwed me over. Basically, they were just trying to make it like a cautionary tale. Like, it went yeah. from. The documentary was supposed to have been this kid from New York getting drafted. We're going to follow him around or whatever team or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they came back years later, like, let's finish this doc. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to make sure you good. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then they tried to turn it into a, like, a cautionary tale. You know what I mean? And I don't look at it as a cautionary tale. I mean, I just use it as basically... I was blessed, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. be able to share my story with the next generation of student athletes and not just student athletes, whoever wants to be something in life, period. Like this thing, it, this thing called life is different. You know what I mean? You, it can be here today and going tomorrow. Cause the way I looked at it is that they, they, they needed a certain narrative and nah. they, need, they needed a, you were the kid that wouldn't listen and wasted your talent as opposed to you was changing and you got to a point where you really realized some things and then you had a tragic accident. For sure. And like that would have absolutely, had you not had that accident, I think you still would have made it to the league. Would you For agree? For sure, I believe so too. Okay, How, what was the ABA? Was that a humbling experience? I mean, the ABA was just a semi-pro, you know what I mean? I mean, it was a good platform back then, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of great players played in the ABA. What's the dopest moment you've had so far? Basketball, on the court. The dopest moment I've experienced, now that I look back at it 20 years later, is being able to play against Hall of Famers like LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Amari Stoudemire, and those guys in that class. Did the LeBron game haunt you? Never. Never haunted me. I felt never, bad for you, bro. Never haunted me because I know what I did in the first half. I ran out of gas in the second. 
So it wasn't a talent. It was it was a conditioner. Yeah, for sure. I didn't put the work in. He he constantly puts the work in, and that's why he's a billionaire and a first ballot Hall of Famer and arguably the greatest basketball player ever. Do you love basketball? Yeah, hell yeah. There's nothing else I love more besides my children. Did you have have you learned to love it, or did you always have that love? No, nah, I learned to love it. I learned to love it because I didn't, I, I never was the guy or the kid that everybody pushed at a young age, starting at eight, nine, 10 years old, like everyone else mm-hmm. to have that drive for basketball. So it started late for me. So I learned to love the game once I became the number one player in the country and everybody wanted to be a part of Lenny Cook. What was it like three o'clock in the morning, you 17, you going into the club and all the bitches love you? Hey, man, it's just like it is today. It's no different, <laughs> you know what I mean? But at 17, it, it's, it, at 17, 18 years old, doing those things, hanging around the people that I was hanging around, man, it, I mean, it, it was a dream come true for a kid like me. I, I felt bad to an extent. When you made a comment to your, your boys, you went back to the crib and you told them, I'm always coming home and y'all never come see me. That moment probably spoke more volumes for me personally throughout the whole documentary than anything else. And I'll tell you why, because it it highlights how, and and no shade to them, but it highlights how people tend to gravitate towards the light. And if it dims a little bit, people run away. Nah, that's for sure. That's in anything. You know what I'm saying? But I just had to get that off my chest. And it's not that they gravitated to me because they always been my brothers, the mm-hmm. guys that I was speaking to. You know what I'm saying? So it was no it was no disrespect intended or anything like that. I just had to let them know, like, my nigga, I'm always coming to see y'all. Y'all don't y'all don't go out your way to see me. Has it changed? For sure. For sure. For sure, especially with my brother Damani. You know what I mean? Damani always check in. He always check on his nieces and nephews. You know what I'm saying? But it's a couple of them. Yeah, we don't speak. But at the end of the day, it's like we grown now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got your life. I got mine. Yeah, you know. And I did. What I did find interesting is is Joe King Noah. Like the the, the fact that he executive produced the uh, the documentary and seemed to really give a shit even after the fact, fair? Nah, for sure. Nah, Joe is my little bro. Like, he, he's somebody that genuinely cares and genuinely loves the fact that I want to make a difference in the community. You know what I mean? He, he, he's all for that. He does it all the time himself, whether it's in New York, whether it's in Chicago, whether it's across seas, he's always giving back. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate most about him. It's not just about me. But for him, like, he, he is that person. He is a great humanitarian, you know what I mean? So for him to be able to be the executive producer of my story was a blessing. What's next? I mean, right now I'm coaching. Uh, I'm coaching kids, AAU, with the Bulls Basketball Club out in New Jersey. Um, I'm, I'm working on my cookbook. I'm, my goal is to have my own cookbook. My own yo, yo, whoa, 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 hold, hold, hold on. Let's stop at the cookbook, bro, because I like to eat. I'm fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's in the cookbook? Huh? 
Like, like, what's your specialty? I don't have one. I don't have one. I ain't gonna put it out there yet. Oh, you ain't gonna. Oh, come on. Yeah, I ain't gonna yeah. put it out there. Yet. <laughs> I gotta get. But, I gotta get a copy of the cookbook though. Yeah. <laughs> but that, those, those is my goals, man. Those is my dreams. I want to continue to work with the youth. You know what I'm saying? I got to get my book, my my own book done. You know what I mean? Which is, I believe, will be, once it's done and out, it will be a New York top seller, uh, New York Times bestseller. And and I just, I just want to continue to just be a great father at the end of the day. Yo, I got a chance to uh, interview the brother that did the Murder, Inc. documentary. Whenever you want to revisit your shit and get it done the way you want it done, reach out to that guy, Michael Payton. That guy. Okay, is will do. Definitely real, will real. do. Yeah, hit me up. I'll, 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 I'll tap into him for you. Whatever you need, bro. Um, you walk into a room full of kids, They eighth, let's say they're eighth graders. What are you telling them? Use Lenny Cook as an example of what not to do. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, uh, but if your image is bad, if you if if your image is bad, you're not with the right people. You 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 just reckless. It's not going to work for you because at all times you never know who's watching you. And I didn't know that at the time. As a business, as a business of NBA, like it's always somebody watching you. Yeah, like I like I don't know what the guy's name was, but he was like a uh, matter of fact, Sonny Vicario. Said he told you, don't fuck up this weekend. I don't care what you do any other time, but this weekend, don't fuck up this weekend. And he said he looked up, and it wasn't you. It was it, it, I mean, it wasn't him. It was another guy that saw you coming into the club at two or three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Get. How come nobody at that point was like, bruh, no, not this, don't do this shit? There's only one person that ever did that to me or said that to me, and that's Jim Jones. He's the, he's the only person that I've ever bumped into going into a club, and he told me I cannot go there. And that's why I respect and salute him so much, because at the time I didn't understand. But now looking back on it, it's like when he said those words to me, we just had this conversation this summer. I brought it up to him and he was like, yeah, I remember going into Club Cheetah and he's telling me, you're not going in there. This shit's going to be here when you get to the NBA. And that's why I salute him and give him his flowers the way I do still to this day. Yo, I would not have expected that shit from Jim Jones. He's the only one. The The only... See that's that that is that that's the that's the tale right there. Because you shouldn't be expected, you shouldn't have been expected to be an adult at 16, 17, making decisions that 99% of adults will never have to make. For sure. And for people to kind of it was like people like like when you made a bad decision, well, it was his decision, even though you were the adult that should have been making that decision. It was a little frustrating, bro. Like I, I felt, I felt. I mean, horrible. looking back on it, looking back on it, you know what I mean. But like I said, everybody has a story, man. It's a million cook story. Yeah. I just yeah. been blessed with the opportunity to share mine. You know what I mean? That's a dope ass outlook. Cause me personally, I think I, I don't know if, if I'm. Shit, I still get mad that I didn't make it as a rapper. And I wasn't even as dope, nowhere near as dope as a rapper as you were as a basketball player. I appreciate that. Uh, 
Kobe said something to you during the ABCD camp. What did mm-hmm. he say? Kobe, he asked a question. Do anybody have any questions? And I asked him, when is he going to play me one-on-one? And Kobe told me, I'll beat you in various ways. And now, like I said earlier, like looking back on that, I didn't know what he meant by that shit 20 mm-hmm. years ago. But now at 40, looking back on it, I knew exactly what he meant, right? Mentally, physically, but more so mentally. You know what I mean? He knew that I wasn't mentally ready to be in the NBA at that time. You know what I mean? And I appreciate him for understanding and recognizing who I was at that at that point in time in that camp. You know what I mean? Because he came there to speak to me, LeBron, Sebastian Telfair, Gary Irvin. So for him to even acknowledge the fact that when I said that, I meant it, but I, he knew, like, mentally I wasn't ready. So so did y'all, did y'all, like, play one-on-ones during the camp? No, we didn't play one-on-one. He came after he spoke to us. He came and watched my game. Okay. What did he say after that? Did he say anything? No, nah, he just said, like, basically what he was saying in there and when he was doing the lecture, like, yeah, you got it. Don't allow anybody to tell you what you cannot, can and cannot do. But at the same time, like he was speaking, he was like, man, look, all of the girls, all of the partying, it's only one person in the camp out of 500 that was doing that, and that was me. Really? So I knew he was talking directly to me. You get what I'm saying? So he was making a statement to me, but putting it in aspects of letting the whole camp know, like, this is a business first. Yeah. So your image have to be clean. And at the time, I didn't understand that. So draft night. You, you, you're on 26, you, 2002. You get mm-hmm. Like when you go home and you're sitting there by yourself, what are you thinking? Nah, I was at home on draft night. I was yeah. at home. I watched mm-hmm. the draft and my name. By did yourself? Oh, nah, I was with my ex at the time. We was chilling, watching the draft. Name didn't get called. I was disappointed. You know what I mean? And my 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 one of my close friends, which is DJ Clue, who's like a mentor to me, he he called me. He came and picked me up, took me out to the draft party, and all of those guys that was drafted was there, and they just basically like tried to uplift me a little. You know what I mean? Like. Yo, you should, your name should have been called for sure. Like, you know what I mean? And they know, like, whoever knows basketball knows Lenny Cook names was supposed to have been called. But teams didn't want to take a risk because of my image. They don't, yeah. they, you know what I mean? Like, people don't want to invest in someone that's... You I'm going to put it like this, man. Iverson already did it. So they're not going to allow it again right now. That's basically what it was. And I was honestly, I was thinking that that Kwame going first the year before probably did you more damage than you did. Nah, it didn't have nothing to do with that at you all. Think? I know so. It had nothing to do with that. Sonny Vaccaro and and, uh, and the powers to be had something to do with that shit. Really? Wow. So... Damn, like, I don't think I would have been, like, you're a strong motherfucker, bro. Trust me, I am. 
Yes, absolutely, man. And first off, if, if don't nobody tell you today or they haven't told you in a while or whatever, bro, I'm proud of you. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man. Like, like, it's not just a story of what didn't happen. It's a story of how to deal with what didn't happen. I cope with it, man. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I, I got people that depend on me. I got children. So I can't, I was, don't get it fucked up. Like, I was in the shell. I was mm -hmm. depressed. I was like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't stay that way. I can't stay in the shell. How long did the depression last? Shit, like two, three years. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. And it, it was at a point where, like, I was drinking heavy, heavy, heavy. You know what I mean? And I get it. I get it. So I had to snap out of it, especially when my son became like 16, 15, 16 years old, and he wanted to start playing basketball. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So shit like that molded me. You know what I mean? It, it, it matured me a little bit. Okay. Did you end up marrying old girl from the uh, documentary? Yeah, I did. Married and divorced. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Ah, ain't no fucking sorry. That was <laughs> probably the best thing that happened to me. <laughs> Um, uh, unfortunately, I have been there too, so I know exactly what the fuck you mean, bro. Nah, but she's a dope ass mom. Like, forget what me and her went through. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. she's a dope ass mom and a dope ass grandparent. You know what I mean? So, our differences have nothing. To, it don't reflect our children, and that's most important. Yo, I was talking to uh, a couple of my guys from 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 New York. And they like, man, dude is like a god here. Don't fuck this up, Jobs. Like, like, how does it feel to just still get that love when you walk into somewhere in Brooklyn or Queens and niggas is like, that's Lenny Cook? I mean, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And I don't carry myself like that. You know what I mean? A lot of people be like, yo, you a legend. Like, but I don't carry myself that way. I'm appreciative of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that got ego. I had that ego 20 years ago. Those things don't bother me anymore. It's, it's, it's a great feeling to have like my friends with me from Alang City or whatever come to New York and see the love that I get out there. You know what I mean? It's an honor, you know what I mean, to have that love. But at the end of the day, you still, I, got, I, I have to remain humble. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, that none of that shit matters anymore. So who's who, who's 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 the you 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 in the AAU circuit? Like, what's a name that that's that's somebody that's just killing them? That it's only one right we, now. We may man. not know. It's only one player right now that I preach about constantly, and that's Dewan Wagner Jr. Really? From Camden, for sure. Because I remember his old man played for the Cavs. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I remember right. when he got drafted. His son is the number one player in the country right now. And he's that good? He's that good. What's good about it's not better than his dad. Really? It's... For sure. Because the old man was like, like apparently, like, was torching motherfuckers back in the day. Uh, uh, DeJuan got to it. He definitely got to it back then. But So, so what, what's I'm... so spectacular about his son? I'm just curious. Just the fact that he eats, sleeps, shit, basketball, and his grades is good. Okay, who was the problem for you back in your day? Uh, 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 nobody. 
It was not nobody on the planet that you like, man. Nobody. This, this, nobody. Nobody. Nobody ever gave me a problem. Nobody. Everybody LeBron. LeBron is great. I ain't fucked up. I shouldn't have went out the night before. I should have I, I should have did what he did. I had a bad second half. But other than that, nobody. Nobody gave me hell. It wouldn't you know what? Like it wouldn't even have been a big deal had he not hit the game winner. Now, see, that's what people fail to realize. If my teammate would have made them two free throws with 18 seconds left, that jump shot that he made at the buzzer would have told it wouldn't have mattered. We still would have won the game. Yeah. Yeah. And who was the teammate that missed the free throw? I forgot I forgot his name. I forgot his name. I don't even know who the hell it was. Best teammate you've played with? Gary Irvin. Hands down. Gary Irvin. Because Gary Irvin made sure that I was the number one player in the country. We playing in Bob Givens tournament at UNC in the championship against Amari Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. And the night before the game, I'm telling Gary, like, yo, I have to have 40 tomorrow, bro, because he was my point guard. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I have to have 40. I got to have 40. And my brother was like, yo, you're not going to have 40 tomorrow, bro. I'm not going to allow you to have 40. You're going to have a triple-double. We're going to win the championship. And you're going to wake up on USA as the number one player in the country. And for sure, I had a triple-double. We won the championship. And USA dot whatever it was, I woke up as the number one player in the country. Yo, where's he at now? Gary Irvin is in Brooklyn. He coaches Nazareth High School. He had a great career overseas, played at Arkansas, um, played at Arkansas, hell of a career overseas, and now he's doing this thing, working with the youth and coaching high school basketball. Yo, that's like, <laughs> do you guys just sit down and talk about, like, like what? how often y'all get together? Almost damn near, at least once to twice a week. Really? Yeah, we always together. Stoudemire, how important is he to you nowadays? Amari Stoudemire, I, I haven't reached out to him. I haven't spoken to him in years. Uh, he, he, I, last time I spoke to him was when we was fin- filming my documentary, and we was at the garden. Okay, yeah, I remember. I remember that scene. It was yeah. You spoke to it was a couple of brothers. You, I know you spoke to Carmelo. You still fuck with Melo? Yeah, that's my guy, thousand percent. Melo is a genuine guy. I love him to death. Okay, T Mac or Kobe in their prime? Um, I have to. I have to go with T Mac. I would agree with you on that, and a lot of people was going to give me some grief over that one, but T Mac in his For prime, sure. bro. Sure, I gotta go with Tracy before the injuries. Oh my God! All right, uh, Isaiah Thomas or AI? I gotta take AI. Really? For sure. I'm from Detroit, man, so I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna course, go with my guy. Of course, you. Of course, you would say Zeke. <laughs> of course. But yo, AI. He might have been one of the most important basketball players to ever, ever get some up. Ever, ever. He he changed the game like Steph Curry. Yeah. Absolutely. And and mm, Steph Curry might have changed the game more, more than any other player in the history. In the history of basketball. Everybody wanna shoot a thousand feet jump shots. Yes. Everybody. Yes. Although I will say Wilt has because he's not on camera, 
doesn't nobody get, can do nobody can do what will done nobody like, like this dude averaged like 50 points and like yeah. 20 20 boards for a season yeah nobody can do that ever yeah greatest player not jordan not t mac and not kobe for you greatest player over all of them is lebron james really for sure he's the goat for you why LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever. Why? Statistically shows. It's not about the rings. It's not about none of that. He's the greatest basketball player ever. Oh. I guess my only knock is that he didn't have Kobe and Jordan's. That's not his that's not his fault. He wasn't born in that era. Not the error. But the will. The will to what? The will to win? I don't... Maybe... You know what? I think theirs was more overt. Maybe that's it. I mean... I look at it like this. You can't say he don't have the will to win. Yes. He built dynasty teams. For sure. He has done that. Yeah. But... He can take over a game when he wants. When he wants. It's not often that he do so, but when he wants to take over a game, he's ball dominant, and it's nothing that he can't do on the floor. Man, you, you, okay, give me a player that didn't reach their full potential, not because of them per se, but injury, like I tell you, uh, 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 what's old boy that, that died in the car accident? Damn, he played for the Nets. Oh, can I remember his name? White guy, he could shoot the lights out too. But give me a player that injuries robbed them of their greatness. The best player. Ronnie Fields. Ronnie Fields from Chicago played with Kevin Garnett. Really? For sure. Besides myself, Ronnie Fields. I would say Grand Hill. I got to say Ronnie Fields. Ronnie Fields never got an opportunity to go pro. He was in a bad car accident. They was considering him to be the next Michael Jordan. Really? Lynn Bias comes to mind too. Lynn Bias for sure. He's up there. Lynn Bias was was a monster. Like when the, the uh, guys, and then you can also. I mean, he he had a great career in the NBA, but also my guy Demar Johnson, bad car accident, came back, broke his neck, came back, had a great career. Mm. I think Jay Williams was would have. Jason been. Williams is another one from Duke. Yeah, yeah he definitely, was nice. he's definitely another one. He was really nice. That that motorcycle accident fucked him up. Yep, for yeah. sure. Like, like, do you think about shit like that? Like, like, are you still watch? Like, how far back do you go as far as watching footage? I mean, I go back, I go back, back because any kid that I come in, any any kid that I work with or I see great potential and may want to be a great basketball player, I try to put them in position to watch someone that's great at their position okay understand what it takes to be great at that position okay 
All right, so tell me this. All right, you get to draft. You drafting your team of all time. Your your starting five. Who you got? I know you got LeBron. We will get that out the way. Yeah, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, who running the point? LeBron. Actually, yeah, that was <laughs> Although I got, I got to go with Magic at the point. Yeah, of course, uh, of course you will. He's on my second team. Yeah, I definitely got to go with Magic. Um, I'm absolutely going to go with Tim Duncan because I think Tim Duncan, low key, it doesn't get. Even though he's Hall of Famer, he doesn't get nearly the respect that he deserves. He don't. Um, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna throw a loop for you. I might throw the Bernard King in there. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Like Bernard King, far as putting the basketball in the hole, it's not too many guys that ever played the game that could nah, just you... score like that, nigga. Um, and even after the injury, like, what did he did he blow out? His, did he tear his ACL? I can't remember what the injury was. But he came back and was still fucking nice. And I think I would go Kobe. And not not because I don't fuck with Jordan. Well, actually, because I'm petty. And I ain't like the way Jordan did Isaiah Thomas in the Olympics. And Kobe is right there with me, for for me. That would be my starting five. Who? (laughs) So... When when they when they write your name and you know when when you a hundred years from now, what do you want your legacy to be? Hello. I don't know if you can hear me, bro, but I can't hear you. I'm not sure what happened. Hello. Oh. I'm not sure what happened. Um, hopefully he'll give us a call back and we only got uh oh okay. We only got a few minutes left to go anyway. Um, but man, that's this has been a wild, a, a really dope conversation to, to, to say the least, man. Um the 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 perseverance and and the will. And I, I did not know that about the documentary that they left. Well, I did know he had the car accident, and I know that that was not in the in the documentary. And I did. Uh, okay, hold on one second. You know. Um, but yeah, I did know that that wasn't in in, in there. Um, but wow, you know, like like what a, what a just a, a a hell of a story, man. And there's so many pieces that I can get to because you know my thing is, and I know that he's told the story a million times. And one thing I did not want to want to get into too much was, oh, you fucked up here. You know, um, I'd rather go the route of there's things I could have done differently. 
and here's where I'm at now. And I'm at peace with what had happened. Um, and my legacy going forward is to ensure that others don't repeat the mistakes that I made. And, and like you said, I won't even call them mistakes, but that others don't take the path that I took. Um, I really thought that like the one thing, like people let him down, adults let him down at every turn. And for Jim Jones, and this is respectfully, first off, shout out to Jim Jones, but for him to be the only person to tell him no, the only person to tell him no, speaks volumes and how he did his story turning out the way that it did is not surprising given that aspect of it and I'm absolutely that's definitely going to be a clip and he did he's not sure what happened um it it just it, you know it just blanked out on him and that happens, you know. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a minute or two. We'll see if he can call back. Um, if not, I do want to say, man, I truly appreciate uh, you, you, your time and your energy, bruh. It was a beautiful conversation. Um, and, yo, I got a chance to talk to Lenny fucking Cook. Former number one player in the country. And another thing, like, from the outside looking in, him with LeBron, like, seemed to be the determining factor in how things, the trajectory of his career. But it wasn't. I truly believe that that car accident had he not had that car accident and had he maintained his physical peak, that he still would have made it to the NBA. Um, so shout out to Lenny Cook, man. Shout out to my manager, Nate, for hooking this up. Definitely, uh, hopefully one of these days we can, can kind of continue this. Anyway, we only had about 10 more minutes left, man. So on that note, um, uh, and I, let me make sure I get my commercial break in because I did not... If you need greatness, contact greatness at photosbyven at gmail.com. Or you can get a brother a call at 1-862-500-1532. That is 1-800. Shit. I, you, you, can, you can run it back. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just kind of like, kind of geek, man. I talked to Lenny Cook. It's, it's sometimes, man, it's kind of dope doing this podcast. I have come across some really interesting people over the years, and this ranks way up there, man. The fact that he played in the Rockers is fucking ridiculous. But anyway, man, on that note, man, um, y'all have a good one. Don't forget our sponsors, man. M3S3 Clothing, Men Make Moves and Suck and Stand Still, and Photos by Venn. Please stop letting your cousin 
take all your photographs and fuck up your memories. If you need some photography done correctly, make sure you tap into photos by Ben. I'm Jobs. This has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Peace.